Hello and welcome to Startup Scout. I am your host, Nick Hines, and this is episode two of the Startup Scout podcast. On this episode, you'll be hearing from Anne-Marie McSorley, founder of training quality assurance and compliance startup, Very. Anne-Marie just won Google's extremely competitive Adopt-A-Startup program with Very, beating nearly 30 other startups to win first place and claim the top prize. There's a saying in startup circles, however, which goes something along the lines of awards are for show, cash is for dough. As you'll hear from Anne-Marie, though, Very is no flash in the pan, here today, gone tomorrow startup. Quite the opposite, in fact. As a business and a product, Very has been built on a strong revenue-generating, customer-acquiring foundation, which has attracted customers in the education and training sectors, with the healthcare and construction sectors now firmly in its sights. But why let me sing Very's praises when we can get the inside picture from its founder, Anne-Marie herself? So without much further ado, let me welcome Anne-Marie to the show. Anne-Marie, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Startup Scouts. I really appreciate you taking the time out, especially after the huge win that you and the very team have just achieved by winning Google's Adopt a Startup program. Uh, so thank you so much for coming on to the show. Thank you so much. It's been a fantastic week, um, but really 12 weeks. And uh, um, I'm delighted to, to tell as many people about it as possible because um, it was a really positive journey for us and we're at a really good stage for the program. Um, we, we need we need all of the uh, the the opportunities that they gave us and the, the 10,000 euros AdWords is going to really help uh, as well as hopefully we'll be able to sell on the cloud credit. So uh, um, I think uh, I think it was it was a great win and, and a great validation of our product. And, and a great for the team as well, because everybody's been working really hard. Thanks Absolutely. a million. Well deserved. Anne-Marie, can you, I suppose, talk to us maybe even just a little bit of a background about yourself, um, you know, your domain expertise and, and kind of how you came to then set up Very? Yeah, well, uh, I'm not your average um, startup age profile <laughs> to start off with. Um, I'm uh, um, a mom of three uh, kids, all in college, all in their 20s now. But uh, I always worked in um, management, uh, hotels, hospitals, uh, uh, public sector. And I worked at the NSPCC in Northern Ireland. And about 11 years ago, I came home with my three kids to live with my mom, single mm-hmm. mom, and didn't know what I was going to do. So I ended up um, teaching religion, believe it or not, in a school. Very good. <laughs> but... The background or the con- the connection there was that at that stage, FETAC was the accredited training, uh, the name of the accrediting trading body in Ireland. It's now QQI, Quality mm. Qualifications Ireland. But I became a FETAC coordinator for a year, two years. And um, and then I set up my own training business uh, called iResource. Mm-hmm. And uh, I became, uh, I suppose, I had had the experience of working in both corporate and in um, the public sector and training, but then I became a bit of. Uh, I, I learned a lot around um, FeeTech at the time. We're doing reengagement, so I learned a lot around quality assurance, mm-hmm. and I applied that to our training delivery. So we got great contracts with the Oireachtas, the Ombudsman for Children's Office, a lot of skill nets, and with uh, partnerships, public sector, public contractor training, and um, I was always inundated with the paperwork. It was just always what. Sometimes it's a difference between profitability and not, or yes, uh, it just it 
it, um, and everybody I spoke to had the same problem. Um, so about five or six years ago, we got involved uh, with Kilkenny Leader Partnership, um, the State Street Bank and uh, the Department of Social Protection in delivering a, an employability programme for people during the recession. And that had a big requirement for paperwork with three funders and it also was very successful it went from a little five grand project to a half a million and uh, and we put a lot of people through it so I developed very specifically for that program because we had so many funders we were it went from Kilkenny to Waterford to Nason and on to Dublin so it had a it had a big um, remit and we were a small company and the biggest problem was both the paperwork, but also the transparency and yes. trying to keep a quality standard benchmark program that had been successful at the beginning, but as it grew, benchmarking it. So we built a beta product for it. And when I showed it to some clients, they all went, oh, my God, that's fantastic. <laughs> and um, we, we couldn't find anything else. We, we, we looked really hard to find another solution before we built it ourselves. And we literally couldn't find anything else. So I suppose... That's the reason why we're having some traction now, because other companies are realizing the importance of having rooms of paper um, is really no use to anybody. Data is data where it's is where it's at now. Live data. So absolutely. That's but that's that's such positive feedback. That sort of oh, my God, feeling uh, when when people see a product for the first time, you know that you're hitting upon uh, on upon something that, you know, they really want solved, a pain that they want solved for themselves. So that's so reassuring with that beta product that you built. Is that the, was that the beta of very yeah, it was in a way. It definitely was. It had only two levels. It was fairly basic. It did the job that I needed it to do. Mm. But uh, we then had a, a a company that we did some work with, but were bigger than us and uh, very, uh, very high um, quality record. They were the first country, company in Ireland that got ISO 2015, a company called Barrow Training. Very good. And um, Again, with QQI, they would have been one of the first to have all their programs validated. And so they came on board about a year and a half ago when we were rebuilding and said, listen, um, we'd love to test whatever you're doing um, mm. uh, as we as you go. So it was lovely to have a company that uh, we were live. We were iteratively developing it around needs, um, around that company's need, but also around other clients we were meeting, we met the Irish Red Cross and when we launched the first day we launched and we were working alongside those um, them and they actually helped us to move to the fully mobile responsive version of Very. So it's been very iterative all the way through. So we're literally launching this weekend um, our analytics module with um, the fully responsive site. So it's been it's been all go, but um, it, it's, it's nice because it's all grown it's it's not that somebody's built a product and then brought it out. It's been growing with our customers, you know, so it's great. That's absolutely fantastic because so often I think early stage founders can find themselves in the situation whereby they're, they, they have a concept or a hypothesis that there is something they could build that um, will solve a problem for a customer or a customer set, but they haven't really validated whether that's true or not. And what I think is so different about your story in particular is that it sounds like you you built very, it sort of emerged out of one project, then turned into its own sort of product. And at and all the time you've been 
iterating with features that have been based upon the requirements of incoming or um, prospective customers. Absolutely. And, and we're still doing that. I mean, um, it's funny, actually, for some of our new segments, we're actually taking stuff off of it, never mind putting stuff on it, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is, 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 you know, it's actually the it's, it's a great validation because mm. um, I think that a lot of startups are pushed towards, you know, you have to create a SaaS product. Mm-hmm. It's almost impossible to create a SaaS product. It, on the money on on the money a startup has even if they get the seed round funding yeah. SaaS product takes a huge amount of money as a you know somebody that's been in startup phase for about 18 months you mm-hmm. know i've done a lot of accelerators i did the ryan academy and okay. I did new frontiers um uh they were all very beneficial at different stages um but the concept of being able to create a SaaS model immediately is is on on bootstrapping is completely i don't know i think it, it, it has to be almost impossible because you need to have a um you really need to have a, a good bit of money to be able mm-hmm. to to support something like that so i mean what we have is a, a fantastic solution at the moment that's um enterprise driven but as we get more customers and get more interest mm-hmm. um stripping it back to a SaaS model is the second step rather than the first step in my opinion you know because um, a SaaS model is something that's really simple and really you know just pick up and use Um, so uh, but that's 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 where we're the direction we're going in so so what is the um, current model of Very then it it is software as a service but what I'm really talking about is uh, an enterprise versus a, a download now um, solution, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Where um, uh, your enterprise solution, um, you know, you you look at the product. You, you there's quite a bit of touch involved. You have to help. You have to help people. You know, get to know where it is. Yeah. What What are the different levels? How to use it? All of that. I see. But when you when you move to SaaS, um, you know, like a a very simple, um, Microsoft Office or a Microsoft that somebody uses every day. Yeah. It, it just has to have that extra layer of um, uh, of simplicity. Mm-hmm. Um, it needs very little detail um, in order for it to work for people, you know. So, and then when you when you're starting with the business, everybody wants some detail, you know. Yes. So it's kind of it's a bit of a you know what's what's the best way. But I think, like you said, I think it's better to build functionality around what people's needs are rather than building this perfect thing that that actually wouldn't really work for people so you have to you have to build this bigger solution and then strip it back down to to how users could just pick it up and go absolutely yeah yeah and so who then who is on the very team how have you kind of built out this product so um the whenever we sat down with barrow training Two years ago, I suppose, um, when I had the beta product in place, I was doing a, the very first of my um, accelerators. It was called Inspire. And it was just one um, mentor for five sessions over four months. And uh, he he said to me, because um, I had got an innovation voucher to build it for ourselves, spent about three or four thousand on a, an online kind of fiver and got it built that way. And then 
he said, you need a code review. So I went off and got, I didn't have a clue what a code review was, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, um, he, he told me what to do. And I asked the guy in, we're in an innovation center and asked one of the guys, yeah. the programmers upstairs. And he sent me to a guy in Wexford called Shane Barron. Mm-hmm. So I went to Shane and um, he was working for himself at the time, but he had been involved in Hostel World um, at the very start. Very which is an IPO and Sanru. So Shane then... Um, did the code review said, listen, um, I won't say what he said, but he said, this isn't, <laughs> this isn't great. It's a PC but, show. <laughs> <laughs> he said, um, uh, he came into the meeting with Baron. He said, if you want, I'll get involved. Um, but we'll have to build it from the ground up. Yeah. Um, and that's what we did. And he did that part time for about a year. Mm-hmm. And, um, then when we started, we won CSF in January of this year. And for um, listeners who aren't aware of what the CSF is, how would you describe the, that? It's a competitive start. So I had, I had been applying for it. I think it was my fourth application. Okay. And uh, we had done a pitching session in December of this last year with the Ryan Academy. And we'd had some interest from a guy called uh, Gianna Matera, who is a, a, um, an investor from a company called Growing Capital. So Very good. Um, after that, we, we won... A competitive start from Enterprise Ireland, which is fifty thousand. Brilliant, and that 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 allowed me to employ Shane. So he he left a, a fairly substantive post with American multinational, took a reduction, and jumped in on board. So fair juice to Shane. He was yeah, it's this big vote after, of confidence. Yeah, it was huge because we'd already at that stage had maybe ten or twelve clients, and uh, Shane came on board. So it was ideal then because was able to work full time at it and, and mm. we've had so much um, more success. I, I saw a lot of companies, again, a lot of startups failing around external, using external tech because you are very much at the whim of of, of software engineers that mm. there can be unusual animals. So uh, <laughs> um, uh, Shane's fantastic guy and really easy to work with, but still yeah. to have somebody in house, I think is a, is a critical, is a critical factor. Yeah. There are those kind of horror stories out there of, um, you know, early stage founders who maybe don't have a technical background themselves who will outsource. And then, you know, sometimes it can go really, really well. And then other times it can go far less than well. And, and, um, I, you know, I suppose if there is a gold standard, it's, it's in-house development. Um, if, if you're able or have the resources to be able to put somebody like that in place. And, and obviously you were, you were able to achieve that with Shane and that's, that's amazing that you've, you've had him come on and build that out. Yeah, it's been really good. And, and it was the difference between having a company and not really. Really? Okay. So, um, um, to me, um, it's been really important and, and he's, he's a great guy. He's a sort of, you know, nothing's a problem. I, everything is doable, you know? Um, uh, so, and he had a little baby girl actually three weeks ago. Congratulations. And, uh, yeah. And she was very, very premature, but he continued to work on and he's just a real, he loves it. And, and he, um, he's as enthusiastic as I, the two of us exchanging emails at midnight and, and stuff. So, uh, there are no weekends. <laughs> there are no and there haven't been you know it's been yeah. I haven't I only started taking a salary in July and I'd been at it for a year and a half so and I'm only taking half a salary now but you know um, but I think you know now we have a you know now we have something that's that's uh that's definitely a business so I'm, I'm delighted we have 
uh, Carlan that we took off took on in March and um, mm-hmm. to help us in um, support and 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 sales and then we have um, a couple of other people recently uh, we have somebody that helps us part time in finance Maria and mm-hmm. Eugenia is a is another tech support or more of a programmer sort of an, a, a graduate programmer so uh, we're getting um, we're getting team members on all the time we have about eight people working with us now oh fantastic. So, um, yeah, you know, some full time, some part time, but um, we do have um, uh, we do have a great um, a great team, and we've also um, Shane because of his background with uh, he worked with a fintech company called mm-hmm. Bluefin, and he worked um, uh, with Sunru and yes. Hustle World. He has fantastic external programmer resources. So if we want any UX done or anything, we we. Shane's able to go directly to source for those with people that he's been working with for 20 years. So um, it's a really good resource when you have a high level uh, CTO. Um, he can pull a lot of strings, even save us money on on um, the, th- the likes of um, cloud and stuff. Although we've got loads of that now. We have 100,000. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're definitely in the black with that. So it sounds like you're taking the sort of same approach to building your team as you've done with taking uh, taking on the product uh, or building the product. You've built the product iteratively and you're sort of building the team iteratively as well. It sounds like to me. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, um, I based um, my my background is training a training company um, for ten years, and we had a huge amount of people went through the company um, a lot in employability. So I saw I saw some fantastic um, uh, skill sets from unusual types, if you know what I mean. So <laughs> yes. I just I just feel that um, there's a lot of you know that's part of uh, of the sort of the value system for the company is to give people opportunity that maybe don't have, mm-hmm. um, you know, they don't have the the sparkling CV or the mm-hmm. um, the the masters, but have an attitude and an interest in what we do, and um, you know are enthusiastic. So, um, I've been really lucky that a lot of the people that have worked with me, I had relationships with already. Yeah. Um, and you know, we, we didn't have a, we didn't have any, any, any issues about finding the right people. Um, and I suppose as we grow and, um, I think with a couple of the contracts that are on the tail at the moment, mm. we will be employing in the next month or two, but as we, we grow, um, that may well, um, you know, become a little bit more difficult, you know, yeah. because you're, you, you need, you need additional resources. I'm a big believer of employing people that are better than you. So sometimes it's, <laughs> yes. it's hard to know if they are better than you <laughs> or not. So, uh, um, but it's been great. The, 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 the team side of things has been really good so far. So you, you mentioned, you know, you have a number of, um, customers at the moment, you have a pipeline of customers, um, coming down the line and I've noticed as well that you have an office in um, lovely Kilkenny and also in Northern Ireland as well. So it does that say that you are um, looking to sell to UK based companies and not just uh, Irish companies or how yeah. does that work? Yeah, we have two companies in Northern Ireland that are fairly well through our pipeline now that we're, we're close to um 
closing deals with. Um, I lived in Northern Ireland for 15 years, so I still have a good network up there. Yeah. The uh, This is an example of our... Um, our data analytics module was originally mapped by a, a girl called Claire Scullion, who um, I knew in Northern Ireland, but she was a, she's a PhD and uh, she was the student of the year in 2015 in Queens. And she came in Excellent. to work with us for a few months at the beginning of this year um, to help us with that project. Um, so uh, and then I have another lady called Noli Neal, who um, has done some sales work with me she worked with me years ago so um again we have a team already in northern ireland that are um there for both um both sales and for uh enterprise so uh, we, we we have we have good resources already um and with <laughs> with the google adwords 10000 um credit we're just wondering now how we're going to hit yeah. <laughs> we're going to hit and how hard we're going to hit them <laughs> exactly can you tell us a little bit about the program about the google adopt a startup program and and what you i suppose learned or um you know what what sort of sort of benefits you found being on the program and and maybe do you recommend others apply to be on the program etc yeah so i actually applied before the summer and i got i remember getting the, the email in and going oh no i have to do this and i don't know if i have time yeah. and and i think that's a piece of advice to everybody do as many of these things as you can because you'll always be busy mm. and these won't really make you that much more busy they'll just make you more focused and uh, focus is always the issue and that's what we identified from the beginning but Basically, we were assigned three fairly senior team members, guys that I, you know, couldn't afford, like three chains we got so we, you know, <laughs> um, for for 10 weeks. And all of them were very interested in what we do. And uh, we did two hour sessions every every um, every time we had a lecture, which was about six or seven two hour sessions. But then a lot of tic tacking as well in emails and calls. So to be given that kind of a team you know even just for critical friends or for for clarifying your value proposition whatever it was um uh, the thing that we identified i think the the biggest issue was process and okay. um google are amazing the way they work everybody works to um things called okrs which are objectives and key results so nobody does anything unless it's measurable you know it's mm. all about um, your activity should be measurable. So we've we 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 switched across mm. to that fairly quickly, and uh, uh, and it showed results very very fast. Um, because basically instead of having, say, we had two hundred people in the pipeline and hitting one one day and two another day and five another day, you would you take a little bunch of them and say forty of them, and then you would hit them in five different ways. Yes. And you do that on a really measured, timely basis. And the response was so much greater that way than, you know, um, than, we, than the way we were doing it before. So you're able to kind of qualify them in or qualify them out. In, out, yeah. In, 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 yeah, and, and I suppose that could be 90% of the work. Um, that process that they kind of, uh, you know, assisted you with, that that has seen benefits in not only your your pipeline, but also in terms of potential conversion rate as well then. Yeah, and closing deals, absolutely. And then the other side of it was that um, 
they obviously push the AdWords side of things. And I had never really gone down that road because, as I said, we're not quite ready to, you know, sure. um, to to uh, to pay your money and, and go straight away. And I was thinking, you know, but but the one thing that I learned about AdWords is the importance of being able to capture people's attention on your website um, to be able to um, look at who who's actually coming and how long they're staying and what they're interested in. And the, the, the more you focus on that, the more you're focusing on the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's I'm one person and I do a lot of the sales myself, yes. um, but I can't I can't grow a company like that. I need to grow a company through, you know, I need to digitize that 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 initial mm. um, lead generation. And um, Google really showed us how to do that. And AdWords showed us how to do it, too, because we didn't even spend that much money, but we saw what we did wrong firstly. Mm-hmm. Then we saw what we did right, but then we saw what we needed to do on the website to service what we did right. So it it was a very good learning. Um, and we, we spent some money this year. We had a funding round and closed in July and uh, we spent first website we had we ever spent money on. We spent, you know, um, 2,000 euros with a really good design house called Red Lemonade in Kilkenny. Yes, and, uh, yeah, I'm familiar with uh, they're, they're really cool. And I, f- I feel now that our digital presence is professional and uh, it was really worth the investment. But we were doing nothing with it. We weren't. So a lot of people make that mistake. You create, create that lovely looking thing, but then it's not actually working. So the Google thing helped us with that as well. So that was really, really worthwhile. So on the point of um, funding, how much to date has, has very raised? Um, so I suppose we've raised 250,000. Mm. Um, we have another 200 to raise. Um, so you're currently within raising this round. Moment. Yeah, yeah, we're currently raising at the moment. It's you know half funded by Enterprise Ireland, um, sure. We're HBSU, yes. So we just have another hundred to raise, and they'll match us. But we're not rushing to do that yet because um, we want to ensure that um, we have um, the right uh, roadmap uh, yeah. in terms of the 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 markets we're going to go after and the employment we're going to create um so you know the worst thing would be to to go crazy on four or five different directions yeah focus is a very important another learning out of the google thing so um we're just trying to if we can close um uh, some of the relationships we have at the moment uh, then we we'll have a good period over christmas to kind of you know strategize and think a little bit yes and then uh, come out in january with a a new plan then so that's and again i suppose even just you know your your approach to funding um is again quite different to oftentimes what we can see whereby early stage founders uh, you know maybe have built an, a minimum viable product um or, or a version one and might be looking to raise at you know, interesting valuations and are um, taking on uh, angel investment, let's say, or, or government backed investment, um, but are pre-revenue, um, which which then kind of affects, I suppose, you know, their valuation or what they can be expected to be valued at. Um, and so it's it's so interesting to hear you talk about it, Anne-Marie, about how, you know, you're you're actually have a clear plan and, and sort of OKRs uh, that you're putting in place in order to have them in place before you you look to actually close out that round. Absolutely. And and I think um 
we were very lucky and I suppose I'm a bit older and wiser as well um, in that I was determined to bootstrap this and I, I lived very, a very, um, f- worked very long hours and sort of just kept at this for 18 months. But we could have looked for the money 18 months ago, um, but we'd have probably spent it all by now and not known what to, what, what to do with it. Yes. Whereas now, whatever money we get has a better value because... We know what we know what's effective in the spend, and and I think a lot of people make that mistake. I mean, mm-hmm. I created three different websites prior to ever spending any money, um, uh, because I didn't really know the the websites I was building. I didn't know who I was building them for. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, and so you could spend three, five, ten grand on building and promoting a website that is absolutely not relevant to the to the target market because you don't exactly. know who the market is so it's it's about trying to put the cart before the horse or the horse first and then the cart you know well yeah it sounds like you're totally you know de-risking it for any potential investors looking to help you close out this round um so i suppose then the natural question is what's next for very if you know if we're looking 12 24 months down the line what what's next on your business roadmap slash product roadmap? So we're really um, thrilled with the product that we're literally launching this week, um, which is um, a um, a platform that um, is very relevant to accredited training markets. Uh, anything anybody that's involved in contracted training. Um, so. Um, you know, education and training boards, QQI. Mm-hmm. We also have a really exciting new product in construction and uh, that's ready to go. Um, and a few few clients that are really um, have big needs um, there. Um, the healthcare market's the one that we want to focus on next. And um, we have a couple of healthcare clients that are just using our existing product, but we would like to, to build it out a little bit around patient centered care and instead of assessing the learning more assess the results for the patient um, and also have some artificial intelligence and predictive analytics in it to see what's working well what's not working well what are the outcomes of the training because that's what very does basically it it, it analyzes what you're doing in real time instead of creating all this paperwork for yes. uh, for an auditor that might come and might not come so it, it allows you to take control of your quality process rather than just letting somebody else make you spend the money and it's of no benefit to you. Yes. So uh, in terms of the healthcare side of things, um, uh, both um, both home care, uh, hosp- um, nursing homes, mm-hmm. um, residential centres, but also um, we're looking at the uh, the hospital situation because... We've spoken to a lot of hospitals and their training records are a total nightmare. Um, <laughs> Why uh, does that so, not surprise um, me? <laughs> yeah, so uh, there's just saying how I was talking to a nurse last night and she was saying that she's spending 10, 12, 14 hour, management hours a month trying to update stuff as well as administrators. Um, whereas very allows you to digitize all that and just carry it around your phone or on your iPad and know what's happening. And, and then obviously that really helps in terms of making sure you have the right person doing the right job um, rather than, you know, trying to track and trace. And saving unbelievable amounts of time as well. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, so the the healthcare sector. Um, so we will be pushing very much on construction in healthcare in twenty um twenty eighteen. But uh, we're delighted with our um with our accredited training sector clients. Um, and and like the Irish Red Cross are none of those things, and they're one of our initial clients. Yeah. So, um, we we actually can go into an awful lot of different sectors. We just need to 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 be fairly um, to focused on, you know, what product we have for who. Yes. It's the same platform. It just needs, you know, tweaks for each different, exactly. each different sector. Exactly. Well, look, Anne-Marie, it's just such an interesting story. I, I, your domain expertise in the whole area, how you kind of built very out of a uh, original project, uh, built a beta and, and then went and built the very product suite slash platform itself, the iterative approach that you've taken to it and the building of the team, the de-risking as well that you've taken for uh, prospective investors um, and the pipeline that you're growing, uh, particularly with now with the um, the learnings taken on from the Google Adopt a Startup program. It looks fantastic. The future looks really bright for very from from an outsider's point of view. It looks fantastic. And I uh, I'm really excited to see where you go in the next 12 and 24 months. And I really just want to say thank you so much for coming on to the show. Okay, thank you. And and I really appreciate it. I think what you're doing is really, uh, really smart um, because I think that um, a lot of people try and get their voice heard with press releases and um, but there's nothing like hearing it from the horse's mouth. So thanks a million for the opportunity as well. And good luck with 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 your podcast. Thank thanks you. again. Thanks very much, Emery. So there you have it. Very like many a great business was built out of a necessity to solve a problem that its own founder was experiencing. Anne-Marie has gone on to iteratively build a fantastic product which solves real problems for its users. And she's done all of this in a methodical way by responding and assessing the needs of her customers at each step of the journey. Further, with Anne-Marie's subject matter expertise in the areas of management, training, quality assurance and compliance, she's enabled herself to build a solid product with a growing customer base. With an experienced, focused and steady hand at the helm, Very is certainly on the right course. With the latest investment round still open, Very is an extremely attractive proposition for prospective investors. For those looking to join a solid startup that's going places, as Anne-Marie said herself, Very will be hiring in the very near future. And for prospective customers who want to take the pain out of training QA and compliance, you can learn more about Very by visiting them at very.ie. That's V-E-R-I dot I-E. So congratulations and thank you again to Anne-Marie and the Very team. I can't wait to see what the future holds. And thank you to you, our listeners. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the show. If you'd like to learn more about Startup Scout, just visit us at startupscouthq.com. That's startupscouthq.com. And keep an eye out for next week's episode. We're already working on it and it's going to be a great one. Finally, if you like this episode and if you like the show, then the one ask I would have of you is to please leave a review on the iTunes podcast store. Doing so has a huge impact and really does help others find the Startup Scout podcast going forward. So thank you again and ciao for now.